Interrogation of prisoner 0296B Choco Delta Caltoon Salad 9 beginning. Galcom Psychologistic Specialist Second Class Darren conducting. The prisoner will please state his name for the purposes of the holotape. Oleg Yandava, Queen of the Cascade Triumvirate and Mistress Protector of the Trouble Club Federation. I must say, I'm not sure the stubble suits you, your harmoniousness. I repeat, please state your name for the purposes of the holotape. Uncle Dennis, of Uncle Dennis and Auntie Val's Authentica-style sausage palace and she repair emporium. I'm sure you've heard of me. You look like a man who enjoys a meaty synthog. Prisoner 0296B Choco Delta Calhoun Salad 9 refuses to identify himself, proceeding accordingly. I just told you, I'm Kondo Almafape, CEO of Toback Interplanetary. You're a sickly little bastard, aren't you? They've told me that you've broken six of our finest interrogators with these little games. But let me assure you that your vaudevillian gruffness will not work on me. I've got all night. Nowhere to be on Christmas Eve, huh? Kind of sad, don't you think? The sooner you tell me everything you know about the Tungik 14 incident, the sooner you are free to go and conduct whatever ancient Earth nonsense that you'd like. Listen, pal. I'll tell you what I told the last six guys they sent in here. Sweet fuck all. I see. Would you like me to wish your partner a Merry Christmas for you? I'm on my way to see him now. In the Disintegration Portal Preparation Lounge. You don't have the authority to sanction an execution. We are at war, and he has been charged with treason. That is all the authority I need. It's very simple, young man. You talk, or your friend, and one-time lover, dies. How did you- I make it my business to know everything there is to know about my prisoner's Carl Rufus Cruiser. Now, do we have an agreement? <sighs> Something tells me I'm gonna regret this. All right. Sit your fat ass down, because Uncle Carl's got born hells of a story. Excellent. Now, for the third time, please state your name for the purposes of the holotape. My name is Carl Darkruiser. Some call me a space pirate, a rogue, a cosmic thief with a winning smile dancing across the winds of the universe. An intergalactic Casanova who's broken more hearts through the seven systems than there are stars in the sky. A lover of thousands, a hero to millions, a man with a- Just stick to the facts, please. Guess they didn't teach you to never interrupt a thrilling pirate yarn at Asshole Academy, huh? If you expect me to apologize, then you are sorely mistaken, Captain. Continue. It all started a few solar weeks ago. Cubits were pretty thin on the ground and I was bouncing around the galaxy looking for a mission. One thing every pirate knows is that this war is no good for business. Between the Calaxian fleet blockades and Galcom middle ridden skirmishes, pickings are pretty slim on the ground for a space-weary, hand-to-mouth star jockey like me. So when an old buddy of mine by the name of Dank Starhole told me he had a seriously heavy-paying gig, I hauled ass to Spaceport 6 to meet him faster than a Rekovish hedgeweasel. Oh, I tell you, this place may be a dump, 
but nobody makes an ice-cold, non-alcoholic, slippery nipple like good old R4BN. I'll drink to that. <laughs> so, uh, that, uh, that all we're drinking to tonight? I've no idea what you're on about, darling. Come on, Dank. You didn't think you'd gotten away with it this cycle, did you, old man? Hey, R4BN, hit it. Happy birthday to you. Happy you better fucking can it, you bucket of bolts, and I'll shove your vocal processor up your eyes, Gracia. Every time. Here, happy birthday, you miserable bastard. A last pencil? That's not just any last pencil. That once belonged to Ruth Outworlder. They say she used it to plot a course across the Fringor Traverse in 98. It came with the back of the Sinsig pack she did it on, too. This is all very heartwarming, no doubt, but I am rather keen to get to the matter in hand. Gods, man, you never heard of setup and payoff? You want the facts, I tell it my way, Dig. <sighs> very well. Dank was so overcome with emotion at my next level gifting, he immediately changed the subject. I ordered us a few more rounds of drinks, which he's yet to pay me back for, and then we got down to business. <sighs> so, let's give you yours. What are the deets? Have you ever heard of Sacral Undermine? They call him the mad techno-monk of Secludo Crater, right? Among other things. Rumor has it he's been developing a weapon that could change the entire course of the fruit war. What are we talking here? Advanced Citric Laser, Next-Gen Fructose Ordnance? All I know is that it's highly experimental. And our employer wants us to track him down, nab the device and make it back before he could blow half the damn galaxy to cosmic dust. So who is this client? Only the hell's of a lot more of these in me before I cough that up. We run this one midnight op style. Off, off the books, Dig. <sighs> Don't be a problem for you, you literate bastard. I told you that in confidence, Dank. Right, drink up, Smuckums. We've got work to do. Over the next few solar weeks, we hit up every shady info dealer on the pits, raided every underground jack den on New Sprawl, and smashed the shit out of every Greggs in the system, looking for a lead on Undermine. Thanks to a tip-off from an old improv partner of mine, we finally caught the prick's scent, deep inside the rough space of the Dog's Head Nebula. Ah! Ah, Cycle! Secondary defense matrix blown. Backup coolant pipelines and all. Who taught you how to play? You did your fault, ugly cunt. Now get on the targeting system. Second battle pot's coming round for a second pass. Hold on, we. You locked up? Give me a fucking second here, my mind. We ain't got a second. I'm reading two SK here. He's closing fast. Almost. Almost. One SK. Come on, Starhole. Look at 65%. No good. 0.5 SK. I'm gonna have to eyeball it. All right. Breath, man. Fire! Negative impact. Repeat. Oh, Negative good impact. shot. Nice one, Dark Cruiser. Don't start with me, Mr. 65%. Well, if you'd have upgraded the targeting system, like I said, we wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> what the fuck was that? The cold out hit our port side fuel pods. We're leaking like mad. God, how many alarms does this piece of junk have? Computer! Analysis! Calculating. Calculating. I'm calculating. We're f***ing not wrong, Tank. But if we're going down, I'll be a Zarkian so god we don't take this pissed banana with us. Right. Diverting power to the thruster core. 
burning our fuel reserves. Oi. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Grab your jokes and hang on to your coke. Hell to the affirmative, space dog. Raran speed. There's an old space pirate saying, never ram in anger. But me and Dankwa never wants to play by the rules. Hells, we'd rammed more times than I could remember. And let me tell you, this one was a real gut ripper. Sakral's battle pod was skewered on the bow of our rented ship. I won't go into the deposit situation, but let's just say it got heated. I managed to deftly maneuver us out of the nebula and set us down real smooth on the nearest moon. Are we? <laughs> uh, scanner's busted. Looks like we're gonna have to do this the old-fashioned way. Opening port side hatch. Hey, there's Sacro's battle pod. He must have been thrown clear on impact. There's no way he could have survived that. I wouldn't be so sure, my sweetie. This guy's got a reputation for cheating death. I'll check the pod. You keep your hand out your hip and cover me. Smooth sky, shipmate. Safe space, my hearty. Hello! <coughs> Welcome! Do you seek sanctuary? I am Andy! And where I can see him, android. Initiating friendly wave. Hello! Pod's empty. He must have- Whoa! What the hell is that thing? You ought to be careful sneaking up on Dank like that, Pinocchio. He's pretty fast on the draw. Pin, no, Keo. I do not understand the reference. That's Dark Cruiser here. He wishes he was a real boy and all. <laughs> Banter detected. Initiating response. Ha ha ha. Sick burn, bro. We have now bonded. <laughs> You're alright. Never seen a model like you before, though. What are you made of? Is that Kecklewood? Keep it in your pants, Dank. Any sign of our mad monk? No, he's legged it. Pod's trash, though, so he's stuck here with us. Whatever the hell this is. This is the artificial moon of 2GIG-14, built and cared for by the 2 Geekish Order of Bliss and mandatory recycling. It is a refuge from the ravages of the fruit war. Observe its soothing, arboraceous splendor. Me and Dank had seen our fair share of wood in our time, but as my steely blue eyes scanned the space, I realized the only metal things in sight was our wrecked ship, the limited edition commemorative cyberball trading card I kept in my belt at all times, our face blasters, and Dank's arm. If Tizar saw the amount of highly polished floor surfaces, sharp angled corners at eye height, and potential splinter hazards, I think his head would explode. Initiating exposition routine. Walk with me, friends, and I will explain more using this intricately carved relief of our history. Two planets, both alike in dignity, gross fruit production, and innovative bioweapons technology. Tungik-14 and Talivia, once uneasy allies, now easy enemies, torn asunder by war. An ancient grudge birthed anew in a bloody galaxy. Uh, look, this, sir, uh, is gonna take long, buddy. We're kind of on a secret mission here. In olden time, over six standard months ago, the Talivians unleashed a devastating wave of Ferrum Commandante. A devastating wave of what now? The Ferrum Commandante bacteria, known in standard as Iron Eaters, 
intelligent microorganisms that feed on metal. They laid waste to Tungish and Tolivian fleets alike, displacing thousands and decimating many Cyberball trading card collections. My gods. Tukik 14's infrastructure collapsed, and the planet tore itself apart in civil unrest. In the last months of what became known as the Metallicum Riots, the Tungikish Order of Bliss and Mandatory Recycling built this moon as a place of safety and peace, safe from the deadly Iron Eaters. Knocked all this up in six standard months, huh? Not bad. You've had some cowboys in for the buttressing, though. Hey, and have you seen the state of the gingerbreading? Their country's molding's pretty solid, though. Ah, I've seen better. So where is everyone? Alas, I am all that remain of the Order. Before we could begin to accept pilgrims seeking peace, agents of the Galactic Guild of Assassins, in the pay of the Tolivian Arch Annex, hunted down and terminated my brethren. Right, that's my sister's lot for you. They'll off anyone for the right price. I mean, it's a good business model, to be fair. Sorry to hear it, Andy, but you didn't happen to give this speech to a tall Halixaria in a black robe, did you? Kinda crazy-looking turkey with a bunch of gizmos strapped to him. I know the man of whom you speak. He was very rude about my carving. Did you see where he went? Towards the control room. Follow me! Andy led us deeper and deeper into the moon, and after a few boring hours on the history of woodworking, pretty much all of which I knew anyway, we reached the control room. Before entering, I instinctively deployed the action system, an engagement operations technique I'd invented some cycles ago on an inter-system ferry. It's a pretty complicated procedure, but the basic acronym is this. A is for assess, C for control, T tactical assessment and control, I- Inane tangents, perhaps? Get on with it, prisoner. Hey, I ought to be charging you the level one seminar fee for the introductory breakdown package, so it's your last buddy. I unholstered my massive gun and executed a textbook stealth roll into the operations zone. Greetings, Captain. Do come in. It's almost showtime. It's over, Undermine. Step away from the controls. You're coming with us. <laughs> you fool, Dark Cruiser. It's only just begun. What hope do you think you stand against me, Sacril Undermine, Tekmunk of Alpha Rank, Decimator of Yandavar Reach, Scourge of Secludo Crater, Co-Trustee of the Fringe Science Advisory Panel, and the winner of Galactic Villainous Monologuing Championships four cycles in a row? <laughs> oh, for God's sake, let's just shoot the c- weapons are no use against my ultravive face shield emitter. Patent pending. Let's see how your little toys handle a good old-fashioned dark cruiser right hook. Oh, don't be so dramatic, human. A shock for my anti-personnel electrostatic copies. Patent pending is non-lethal. I need living test subjects to complete my work. You should be honored, pirates. For you shall be the first to bear witness to my greatest creation yet. Behold, the Metaversal Realiner Modular Cannon. Patent pending. Witness my genius made reality. Thank you. <laughs> you okay, buddy? <laughs> 
took that blast face first. Hey! <laughs> Did they feel a thing? Starhole said, clearly lying to his old friend and one-time lover. Did, did you just hear something? Sacral's transbeam? Yeah, he dematerialized just after the blast. No, no, not that. It, it sounded like... Ah, oh, forget it. <laughs> You're losing it, old man. Come on, he can't have been far. Oh, dear! exclaimed the wooden android from across the control room with as much alarm as his tranquility matrix processor would allow as he scanned the rich mahogany of the moon's main orbital status generator. Above it, a complex system of pulleys and highly polished Keckle tree orbs indicated that the artificial moon's orbit was severely damaged by the energy output of the metaversal realigner modular cannon, patent pending, and that it had begun to plummet to the planet below. There it was again! I thought I heard- What's the situation, Andy? We're falling out of orbit, aren't we? Friend Dank is correct! How the hells did you know that? I don't know, a lucky guess, I guess. Andy scanned the various abacuses, egg timers, and biocrystal interfaces of the control panel, and with a quick calculation, determined that their impact with Toongik-14 would occur in one standard hour and 14 starmins. According to my calculations, impact will occur in- One standard hour and 14 starmins. Carl looked at Dank with amazement. Despite his Etonian education, Starhole had always been shockingly poor at mathematics. In a now notorious incident at the Space Pirate Association's annual fundraiser and sex rave, he'd spectacularly failed to correctly divide a charge of 20 cubits between four people, so Dark Cruiser figured there was no way he could pull off the complex calculations of advanced orbital decay mechanics. And that was one team, and to be fair, it had a lot of Nurgle juice. What the hells are you on about, Dank? I don't know, something weird's happening. Something spooky. Uh-uh. No way, we did ghosts last year, Dank. We're not going down that road again. Said Carl Dark Cruiser, with a bemused shrug of his big shoulders and a shake of his indeterminately proportioned head. Friend Dank is correct, friend Carl, interrupted Andy, before Dark Cruiser had time to recap their terrifying adventure with Count Reginald Flanderpatch of stately Peldegrin Hall on Victoriana 9 that had occurred one cycle ago this very night, and is still available to order exclusively from dawnstar.org slash overstock. Andy? Yes, friend Carl? Can you trace a localized transbeam signal? Alas, no. That would require metal semiconductor modules, and I'm afraid I possess none. Great. Looks like we're gonna have to search this whole place on foot," said Carl with the exhausted huff of a dad on holiday and looked over at Dank, his slack jaw gaping open, his one good eye squinted in confusion. He studied the slightly older man in the soft light provided by the bioluminescent mushrooms growing in the floor and ceiling. Sure he'd put on weight in the last few cycles, his once voluminous void black hair was long gone. His previous diamond-cutter cheekbones were badly losing a war of attrition against his expanding jowls. All right, all right, that's enough. Very clever, very funny. We've all had a good old laugh for old Danky boy, but that's it. Game's up, my peach. Come on, cough it up. You've got a hidden speaker here or something here. Sorry, I can take a joke. Who put you up to this? Was it all? Get your damn hands off me. The hell's is wrong with you? You. It's you, isn't it, you woody bastard? Come here. Starhole marched over and began patting down the pretty chill android with the intensity of a trainee usher at a multi-hollow screenplex on the lookout for illicit confectionery. Dark Cruiser grabbed Starhole's arm with a firm yet gentle yet friendly but also quite hard squeeze. As he looked intensely into the eyes of his partner in crime, both in the colloquial and legal senses, 
he began to feel his awareness tumbling back into the quite reverby I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry about that, Andy. No need to apologize, friend Dank. I enjoyed our special hug. Okay, that was adorable. But we need to get moving if we're gonna catch up to Sacral and check out our punch cards on this one-way trip to Deathsville. Apologies, friends, but we must complete repairs to the biocrystalline engine in order to restore our orbit. I will require your assistance if you will accompany me to the engine room. Lead the way. Oh, I don't think so. Whatever that maniac hit you with has scrambled your mind cube big time, bro. Best you sit this one out. I'm afraid it is a three-being operation. You sure about this, Dank? Hey, engines to maximum. Docking clamps unlocked. Away, Away team, team Darkhole. I didn't know what had gotten into Dank, but I didn't like it one bit. I'd seen him confused before. I once tried to explain the ending of Dreamscape Horizon 3 spherical retrograde to him, but that was nothing compared to this. He kept talking about hearing a voice. Classically masculine, he said, authoritative yet calming, with a clear, rich tone and pleasingly neutral Old Earth accent. Pretty whacked out juju, I thought. But little did I know, things were about to get even weirder. What is that smell? I'm afraid my nose is purely decorative, friend Carr. Perhaps you refer to the rupture in the biocrystalline gas reserves that power the moon's geostationary orbit matrix. <laughs> You're catching up before I keep my meal pills. You got a last touch? There are no open flames allowed on the station for extremely obvious safety reasons. Parahypoclaps? There are no metal objects on the station. Again, for extremely obvious safety reasons. <laughs> you hear that, Tin Man? And he's gonna rip your arm off. <laughs> Exceptions can be made for emergencies such as this one, or for my best friends. Alright, calm down there, howdy doody. What's the play? There is a storage chest of bioadhesive moss in the far corner. Apply it to the ruptured crystalline while I recalibrate the water wheel and drainage tank. Friend Dank will operate the Onyx Dynamo generator with his big arms. You get all that, Dank? <laughs> yeah, I'm on it, said Dank Starhole as he walked over to the generator. You holler something, Chief? Negative. Ready when you are, he said in a friendly manner, even the though Dark Dark's condescending concern was really starting to piss him off. As if sensing this, Carl contorted his face into the patronizing gawp of a middle-aged lady editor when you're trying to explain a boundary-pushing project that radically challenges traditional conventions of narrative and has the power to change the face of books, both printed and audio, forever. Dank looked across the large cube of a room at his mission buddies. Carl, standing on the first wall, nodded. Andy, who was manning the second wall, gave an enthusiastic, if robotic, thumbs up. And Dank, who was on the third wall, returned the gesture with a cheeky wink and an even cheekier smile. The operation must be completed simultaneously to prevent pressure buildup in the crystals. Are we ready, best friends? Count it down, Woody. Five. Carl readied the moss. Four. The servers in Dank's robotic arm whirred as he gripped the dynamo handle, hey, and the seconds counted down, second. hissed the aging bald man in quite a rude and bitchy manner. Three, said the android, continuing the countdown that had begun approximately 2.5 seconds ago with the number five, and would end in around two seconds with the number one being uttered from the automaton four-based double vocal processor here. unit. Two, he continued, the countdown from five to one now entering its final dramatic furlong. Within less than one second, five Whoa, seconds wait. will have passed. Negative synchronization. Operation failure. Dank! Dank! Dark Cruiser's voice barely registered in Starhole's somersaulting Dang. brain. 
It boomed away like a depth charge two clicks down as the fourth wall of the room exploded under the pressure buildup. His roguishly handsome features began to melt and fracture, rearranging themselves into the mysterious symbols of the ancient Earth alphabet. Where his shipmate's eyes ought to be, there was a squat and wide K, his mouth a taut and stretched A, his nose a proud, bold R, his deep yet attractive scar a long, thin L. As his alphabetical nightmare continued, Dank Starhall found himself completely unable to distinguish between the award-winningly sexy voice only he could hear in rough baritone as he was dragged clear of the engine room by hands both fleshy and wooden. But their voices began to dip down beneath the sound of approaching footsteps as Dank Starhall turned his head to see the broad, strapping figure of an athletic older man who was in pretty good shape. The guy clearly looked after himself, striding confidently down the corridor towards him. Hello. Hello. The handsome silver fox type said. Who, who, are, who you? are you? Asked Dank. My name. My name. The man with the well-kempt beard and sparkling youthful eyes said. Is T L L Dawnstar. You have been listening to Carl Dark Cruiser and the Toon Geek Incident, Part 1, written and read by T.L. Dawnstar. The voice of Carl Dark Cruiser, Dank Starhole, Sacral Undermine, Andy the Android, Plasmo Darren, and T.L. Dawnstar was T.L. Dawnstar. It was a production of Dawnstar Audio. Greetings, human. This is T.L. Dawnstar, author, business guru, and oh, well, well, well. Well, 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 Michelle. Look who's finally learned how to listen to her answering machine. I assume you are returning my call about the uh, Christmas special, yeah? Yeah, yeah, just, just pop, pop the Malibu down for a second, my love. Thank you. Now, what is it? What? No! No, I don't think it's too meta, whatever the frig that means. 
It's called Layers, Michelle. Depth. No, no, I didn't. That wasn't... That wasn't a reference to what happened. We all agreed that that was an accident. A terrible, terrible accident for which no one was to blame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just look, look, Michelle. Michelle, I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got to call on the other line. I'm waiting to hear back at about an immersion heater. All right. All right. Just, just try to drink some water and get some sleep, yeah? All right. Bye. Greetings, human. This is T.L. Dawnstar, author, business guru, and author. What can I do you for? Hello? Hello? If this is you, Pratchett, I've told you before, you can have your heads trimmer back when you admit that I was right about- Get the Mayday! Mayday! Is anybody out there? Need a media assistance! Who is this? This is- Broadcasting from the artificial moon of Doomgig 14. I repeat, this is Dank Starhawk! Oh, oh.